The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Chosen Families Project. This is episode number 20. And on this episode, I focus on a lot of 31 letters I just purchased online recently from eBay. They were all addressed to a Keith E. Proch between the years of 1945 and 1946. Now, although they weren't written by him, a few were written by his father, Roy Raymond Proch, and by his brother, Thane Proch. So, I set on the challenge to find a relative and hopefully return this collection of letters to them. And in, within this past week, I was very fortunate enough to find one of his children and the letters have gone home. So here's the story of Keithy Proch and his family from Kansas. Keith was born in 1927 to parents Roy Raymond Proch, born on the 10th of July, 1890 in Sheffer, Kansas, and Opal E. Wheat, born on the 22nd of March, 1901 in Girard, Kansas. His brother, Thane Proch, was born the year after. The couple had gotten married on the 27th of March, 1925 in Great Bend, Kansas. Now, prior to their marriage, Roy had served as a corporal in the army during World War I between the 9th of September, 1918 and the 29th of March, 1919. He had registered according to newspapers on the 5th of June, 1918, and I was actually able to locate multiple news paper articles from 1918. Most of them come from the La Crosse Chieftain in Kansas, which kind of portrays a time of Roy serving in the army. So one reads, Private Roy Proche, on this is on the 3rd of April 1919, came home from Funston Monday where he received his honorable discharge. So that's towards the end of his military career. From the beginning, the headline reads, Waived All Rights. The following men of the 1918 class were examined Wednesday by the local board. These men all waived their rights to make claim for deferred classification. One of these names, I'm not going to read all of them, was Roy Raymond Proch from Nakoma. Another uh, tidbit, so this is from, so that I just read was from the 19th, 19th of July. The one previously was on the 3rd of April 1919, so towards the end of his career. This is from the beginning of his career on this 26th of September 1918. It reads, Roy Proch is doing fine work in the army. He was appointed corporal the second drill. He wishes to give the Nakoma State Guards credit for that. Another in the final article I'll highlight was from the 12th of September 1918, which reads, 27 men to Funston Monday last. 27 men left La Crosse Monday the 9th for Funston. They were, and then on this list of 27 men, it reads Roy Raymond Proch from Nakoma. And like I mentioned, those all come from La Crosse Chieftain, and they are all included in my research article if you're interested to look at them. Now, I couldn't find the 1930 census for the family, but by 1940, Roy R. Proch and Opal had resided with their sons in Conkling, 
Pawnee County, Kansas. From there, Keith had enlisted in the Army Air Corps sometime around March of 1944, and he had served as a teletype operator during World War II. So throughout his career, he was able to reach the rank of corporal and had earned the Victory Medal for his service. Now I'm going to just focus on the letters themselves. So in total, there was 31 different letters written to Keith. I have digitized all these letters and sent them to their daughter. And the postmark dates I actually organized in an Excel spreadsheet, as well as who sent them, because I figured if they're all sent to him, it might be interesting to see if there's a pattern. And they range from the 26th of December, 1945 to the 2nd of December, 1946. Now, interestingly, when I bought them, I had thought I was buying a lot of a variety of letters. And it brings makes me quite curious on to how um, all these letters kind of were in a collection together being sold online. But besides that, I'm so happy that I was able to buy them. I was actually looking at two different ones, and I had won this one, this auction. And if you've ever shopped online, you know these auctions can be tricky and there's bidding wars last minute. But I was very fortunate because, you know, within... And that's the one thing I want to highlight And before I get into the letters, is that I got these letters only a week or two ago, and they're already back in the hands of their daughter. And it's also kind of ironic that their letters that have been sent almost three or four times, if you think about it, across the mail, which is just really interesting to think of. Anyways, to continue, a large majority of these letters were written as military communications from other service members of the military, and I assume from reading little uh, tidbits of them, they were likely Keith's friends or close associates. Now, a few of the letters that we'll focus on like I mentioned previously, were written by his father, Roy R. Proch, his mother, Opal, who was, uh, who sent the letter as Miss R. R. Proch, and his brother, Thane. And now, what was really interesting at first, before I connected the dots and had researched this f- family further, was that some of the letters had the, had a drawing of a teepee on there. And at first, I you know, I thought that was really curious because it didn't have a name, so I was very curious to see. And after digitizing them, I saw the name Thane, and I thought that was a really unique name. I've never heard that before. And once I had reached out, uh, researched the story and had been in communication with the daughter, I had actually found out that, um, like, who he was. And I just thought it was really cool that he went by that monogram, and it just... I think really shows how close Keith was to his brother. So, so the first letter that I'm going to read are from his father. There was two letters that I saw. I'm only going to read only a few of these letters. So this first letter was postmarked on the 21st of March, 1945. And it reads, Dear Keith, February 28th, 10 p.m. Another month gone by, and it looks like our fine weather will be at an end as the wind has changed to the north and is blowing rather hard this evening. But maybe 
It will be nice in the morning. Ulysses beat us in the game last night, so guess the boys are through playing for this season. But guess they haven't done so bad this season considering everything. We have taken the old pickup over to the shop and they are going to work hard over it there. It sure didn't need it. We expect to get any use from it this year. And I'm just going to skim through a little bit. Got a letter from Ruth today, and she said the kids both had the scarlet fever. But Nanamal is about over it now. We finally got the elevator about empty, have less than 2,000 in it now, the last for some time. Well, Keith, it sure does feel bree breezy, so guess I'll be heading off. Maybe Mother will write you also. As ever, your loving dad. Sorry that was a little choppy. It's a little hard to read script on my end, but I did my best. Following his father's letters, I also have included in the research article two letters from his mother. The final set of letters, which I believe were about three of them, were from his brother, Thane Proch, who went by TP, his initials, and drew a TP symbol as his address on the letters. So the one letter I'm going to read from his brother was postmarked on the 28th of August, 1946, and it reads, Santanta, Kansas, August 27th, 1946. Dear Keith, well, how's everything with you this time? Everything is still here as for, as I know. We're getting a light sun this evening. You should be here to see the new cars. It's white and has a stitch job. Otto also got him a new Mercury. It's a black coach. Grover's car is shaped something like this, and he drew a picture of the car here, which on my try, I bought a new Malibu 39A22 S-L-A-L-R, lever active repeater. It holds about 17 long rifle shells in the ma magazine. The shells eject at the side and it's very simple to take down. Just cock it and unholster it and hand screw. It looks like this. Crude, no? And he actually drew a picture of the gun. So this is one of my favorite letters, by the way. I was gone 11 days on my trips. We really saw some pretty country. We went to Pueblo, Del Norte, Silverton, Monteros, Overay, and there's a lot of different places he lists here. I just, some of them I can't read. The camps and then home. We earned almost 2,000 miles and about used 
160 gallons of gasoline. Toaster took his pickup. Son, Alex, Bob, Don, and I and went had a lot of shooting. My gun on the trip. We shot a marmot and many other things. I also got to shoot a 25-20 caliber rifle. I think we're going to Hayes tomorrow to try and find me a room and back after Dutterfoot Sunday. Well, that is about all, Thane. Again, I apologize if that reading was a little choppy, but, you know, reading these letters are just quite incredible to see what Thane had to say to his brother. And it's apparent, you know, from all the letters in the collection that him and his fam family to Keith were quite close and kept in contact with him while he was in the service. Now, one more letter I wanted to highlight was from a letter postmarked on the 26th of December, 1946 from Scott Field, Illinois. And this one was written by Private Charles D. Scott with the Army Service number 1816486 and the other number could be cut off just from the envelope being cut open. And this one, I was, you know, I was thinking in my head when I was going through each of these letters and digitizing them that maybe I would come across a photo. And this one actually does. And this one, it includes a photograph of what who I believe is Charles D. Scott and then two other unidentified servicemen out in the back of their living quarters, which I have included down below. Now, they appear to be... It, on the back, it reads out in the back of their living quarters, but it almost looks like either a field or a parking lot. And it's three men standing in coats in their military uniforms, and they're wearing military caps from the army. Now, soon after those letters were written by Thane, however, tragedy had struck the Proch family. So this is a year after Keith had gotten out of the service. So on the 5th of April, 1947, Keith's brother, Thane, Proche, alongside two others from Fort Hay State College, Noel Wallace and Frankie Summers, Noel Wallace was 22 and Frankie Summers was 18, had drowned on the Meade County Lake after their fishing boat had capsized. I have included articles about the incident down below. Thane was only 18 years old at the time of his death. The first article that I'll read is titled, Body Recovered from Meade Lake. The body of Noel Wallace was recovered from the waters of the Meade County State Park late Sunday afternoon about 4 o'clock. The scene owned by the State Game and Fish Commission and operated under the supervision of Fred Anderson, who has been with the commission for about 28 years, found the body. For more than 15 days, rescue parties have been working day and night to locate the body. Saturday morning, April 5th, Frankie Summers... Thane Proche, and Noel Wallace, all of Santanta, who came for the Easter holiday from Hayes College, went to the lake on a fishing trip. They took with them a metal boat. Soon after leaving shore, their boat capsized and went to the bottom of the lake. The young men attempted to swim, but were sent down by the high waves. The bodies of Frankie Summers and Thane Proche were recovered on Sunday, April 6th. Members of the rescue party stated yesterday that the body was slowly rising to the surface when the scene caught it. The Miller Ambulance brought the body to Liberal late Sunday afternoon. Funeral services were conducted at Santanta Tuesday, and this was according to the Southwest Daily Times, and this was published in the Herald Democrat on the 24th of April, 1947. 
The other article that I'll read reads, Three Youths Dead in Lake. Students on vacation from his state drown when wind capsizes boat. Mead, Kansas, April 5th, Associated Press. Three youths on Easter vacation from Fort Hayes State College drowned today when their fishing boat had capsized during a high wind on the Meade County Lake. They were Noel Wallace, 22, Frankie Summers, 18, and Thane Proche, 18, all of Santanta, Kansas. Equipment was brought in from Meade, Gar- from Meade, Garden City, and Scott City in an attempt to recover the bodies, but no trace of them have been found for almost 12 hours of search. Hundreds of persons visited the lake during the search. And this was from the Wichita Eagle on the 6th of April, 1947. I had found out about these articles actually after the relative had indicated that he had passed at a young age. And it was really, you know, reading these articles, it's just so hard to see what had happened to him. And it's and it's kind of surreal because I was holding his, you know, seeing his handwriting to his brother. And then within a two-year, one two-year span right after they were written, you know, he passes away in this tragic accident. And it's just, it was very crazy to me when I realized how soon the tragedy had happened. And, you know, no wonder, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, you know, if Thane and Keith were so close to his parents, what that must have done to all of them, the family itself. So Thane Proche was buried following his death in the Dudley Township Cemetery, which is located in Santanta, Kansas. Now, following Keith's time in the military, in 1952, he had married Noah Ray Hill in Washington. During their marriage, they had five children in seven years, including daughters Debbie, Rebecca, Barbara, Delane, and son Roy. He had worked for the railroad before discovering his lifelong career in medical technology. He later then trained at Deaconess Hospital in Spokane, Washington, having graduated in 1958. His career in medical technology had taken him to Sterling, Colorado, then Los Alamos, New Mexico. And then in 1972, he had remarried to his second wife, Audrey, and had finally settled in Arizona. Keith's father, Roy R. Proche, had passed away on the 26th of June, 1988, at the age of 90. His wife, Keith's mother, Opal, had passed away on the 20th of January, 2005, at the age of 103. The couple was buried alongside their son, Thane, in Dudley Township Cemetery. I have, and I have found both of their obituaries, and I also included the headstone of both their parents as well as Thane's down below. For Roy, it reads, Santanta. Roy R. Proche, 90, retired co-op manager, died Sunday, June 26, 1988. Services at 10 a.m. today, United Methodist Church. Survivors include his wife, Opal, son, Keith of Prescott, Arizona, brothers Victor of Legrand, Oregon, Richard of Hutchinson, five grandchildren, eight grand great-grandchildren, and the memorial has been established with the United Methodist Church through the Haskell County Funeral Home. And that was from the Wichita Eagle on the 28th of June, 1988. For Opal, I did not find the paper, but I did find an online obituary for her, so I'll read that as follows. Opal E. Proche, Santanta. Opley Proche, 103, died Thursday, January 20th, 2005, at Santanta Long-Term Care Unit. She was born March 22, 1901, to William S. and May Bell Boatman Wheat in Girard. 
She married Roy Raymond Proche on the May 27, 1925 in Great Bend. He had died on the June 26, 1988. She graduated from La Crosse High School in 1920 and continued her education going to Fort Hayes College in Hayes. She was a school teacher, bookkeeper, and administrator of the Santanta District Hospital for several years. She was a member of the United Methodist Church in Santanta. She was a lifetime member of the Eastern Star of Rush Center. She was also a member of the Santanta Hospital Auxiliary, Happy Agers, and Afternoon Circle, all of Santanta. Survivors include one son, Keithy Proche, and wife Audrey, Prescott, Arizona, five grandchildren, nine great-grandchildren, and many friends. She was predeceased in death by her parents, one son, Bane Proche, two brothers, C.J. Wheat and Ralph Wheat, one sister, Irene Williams, and one great-grandson. Funeral services will be at 2 p.m. Tuesday at the United Methodist Church in Santanta. Burial will be in the Dudley Township Cemetery in Santanta. And finally, Keith E. Proche would pass away on the 19th of May, 2016, at the age of 88 years old, surrounded by his children and family. His obituary had described him intimately, noting, Keith was a multifaceted man with diverse interests and talents. Primarily, he was an outdoorsman. He loved to camp, fish, catch and release, unless to prepare a meal for his wife, hike, and camp. One of his frequent favorite adventures was to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim in the full moonlight. He loved mariachi music and Beethoven. He was an avid Diamondback fan and loved watching baseball games. Keith was a talented cook. He loved his hatch green chilies and other hot pod he could get his hands on, but he toned it down when he cooked for his odd and any other audience. He was a gifted gardener with a particular passion and skill handling cactus. His unending thirst for knowledge kept him up on all current events. He also loved to read and was particularly interested in NASA and the universe. I just have to say, I am just so incredibly happy to be able to celebrate the stories of the entire Proche family, including Keith, and preserve their legacies of service for their country. All of the letters have been returned to his daughter, who I just want to give a special shout out to and thank you for your compassion and all your help in order to help me piece together more of her father's story. If you have any questions or comments or need assistance in returning photographs or documents, either comment down below or contact me at thechosenfamiliesproject at gmail.com. And just remember that you are loved and that you are always welcome here. Take care now.